0: Welcome to the Fit Physician Podcast, the busy women doctor's go-to resource to take your strength, fitness, and confidence to levels you never thought imaginable. You spent your life dedicated to the health of others. It's time to prioritize your own. Now, your hosts hello and welcome to another episode of the fit physician podcast we have a jam-packed episode today featuring none other than dr mal flagel who i am very excited to introduce you to mel and i have been working together closely for just over a year now and she has had an incredible journey where she has lost over 40 pounds and kept it off but this episode is going to be about that and so, so much more. Let's start with Mal. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Jake. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Super excited to have you here. So give us a little bit of background on yourself, what your current day-to-day in medicine looks like, and a little bit of your family life as well.
1: For sure. So I am a family physician. I currently work in Edmonton in women's health clinic, and then I also do orthopedic surgery hospitalist. Uh, but I'm originally from Saskatchewan. I was born and raised in Saskatoon. I trained in Saskatoon and Regina and I did my residency in Prince Albert and I worked for about seven years in northern Saskatchewan. Um, we moved out here for my wife's work and uh, Kelsey works at the Stollery and we have one little guy, Jack, who's four and one on the way. Kelsey's carrying our second babe due in March
0: super super exciting and uh please give jack a uh, nice hello for me as i often get to see him during your workouts um yeah. let's start with uh what led you to pursue a career in medicine
1: um so when i was growing up i i had a couple doctors that i really admired like my family doctor and um Dr. Garth Bruce from Saskatoon who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago and I was really inspired by them and looking at what my interests were and what my strengths were I just thought I'd be a good fit you know I couldn't really see myself doing anything else it was what I was interested in it was what I thought I would be good at and so I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to do it.
0: So cool. And uh, let's go with what's one of the craziest things you've experienced in medicine, a crazy case, something that came in, something that was just like a whoa.
1: Okay. Well, so I said I used to work in Northern Saskatchewan, which was a full service family practice. And um, it was wonderful. I loved it. I miss it. I miss all my colleagues and friends up there. And uh, a shout out to Isle Cross. And uh, we had a lot of really uh nerve-wracking experiences up there for sure. Lots of fun and joy. But uh one day I was working in the eMERGE and the power went out and uh we were like, oh that's weird. And then the EMS gets toned out and we were like, huh, that's not great. And so then the EMS went to go pick up folks who unfortunately had hit the power pole. And because they hit the power pole, it knocked out the power north of there. So including the hospital and everywhere north of there. And so then they brought the folks from the car accident to the hospital. And they were in a bad way. They were not well. And one of the guys actually had had a spinal injury. And so then um, we had to get him stabilized and intubated, like put the breathing tube down to get him ready to fly him to the city. But the weather was bad as well because that's what caused the accident in the first place. So then we um, were going to have the plane come and pick him up, but the plane couldn't land because the power was out. So we had to put him in an ambulance and bag him all the way to the next town over that had a generator to run their lights on the runway and then the plane was able to come and pick them up, but they had to fly him to Alberta because of the weather. It was just like, it was just like classic small town, make it work, all hands on deck, stress. But like in the end, it worked out well. <laughs> and
0: how many years were you into your into your practice at this point?
1: When that happened, I was probably about five years in, I think okay. at that point. Like I was in Isle of Cross, half halftime, kind of A little bit back and forth for about six or seven years and so yeah it was it was some of the most interesting and exciting times in my practice also shaved like a solid 10 years off my life like it was was, yeah
0: I I think about that sometimes and think about all of the different roles, the duties, the responsibilities, the experiences and the lives ultimately that uh, you all are saving. And here I am behind my my computer clicking away, putting programs together, Uh messaging for adherence, giving nutrition advice. There's there's a very big contrast between what I do and what our members do. Um, But it also too makes me really appreciate and love what I do and the impact that it has to provide health for healthcare providers.
1: Well, that's the thing, like if, you know, I've seen a lot of healthcare providers as patients over the years, and it's funny, because when we talk about other people, I remember telling people all the time, like, if we don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of anyone else? And we always have that compassion for um, healthcare providers and frontline workers, but then you, you often lack that compassion for yourself, right? And so, uh, so you support us so that we can help other people that's the way it works.
0: Totally. Totally. And so (laughs) I think that transitions us really well into, um, your, your history with health and fitness. So let's start with sort of as a teen coming up and what that looked like for you.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, growing up, I played a lot of sports, which was great. Keeps you out of trouble. Keeps you active. I played soccer. I did swimming. I was a lifeguard. I did, um, I did a lot of snowboarding, which I know you love and, uh, figure skating and, uh, but then like usual, you know, as, as young women get older, you kind of fall out of that stuff later in your teens. It's really unfortunate, but like finding a soccer team as a a young or middle-aged woman is more difficult, not impossible, but more difficult finding a sports or activity program is more difficult. So anyways, I fell out of it basically in my later teens and early twenties. And, and that was definitely kind of the first dip I had in my fitness and, and uh, uh, increase in my weight. And so I kind of reached a bit of a crisis there and um what
0: do you mean by crisis
1: well just in terms of like not feeling fit and strong and having my weight go up and not feeling well balanced in terms of what I was putting in and what I was putting out whereas before I hadn't really worried too much about it then at that point it kind of fell apart the wheels came off a bit there
0: Yeah. And, um, did you have like growing up in terms of nutrition, did, did you have anything that your parents sort of followed or modeled? Did you have any mindsets that kind of you carry forward and took with you, whether they be good things that you took with you later on in life or things that you found challenging that maybe you had to rewire in your brain a little bit and get rid of?
1: Yeah, I think like I've talked with Suzanne about this, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of diet culture, and it's been really hard, deeply embedded ideas to break. Like my parents did, Weight Watchers. I remember watching them and other adults diet and exercise and restrict. Um, a lot of, you know, uh, treats and junk are bad, and this is good food, and that's not okay, and this is okay, and everybody was doing their best like it's not a criticism on them or anyone around them it was just kind of the the flavor of the day and so those have been really hard habits to challenge I wouldn't even say break because it's just impossible to get rid of those completely but recognizing them and challenging them and building new habits has been kind of my approach
0: yeah, totally. And we'll, we'll dive into some of your, your new habits and some of the, the success mm-hmm. that you've had, but, um, was there anything sort of along the way you hit that kind of first crisis mode, or, uh, maybe later on down the road that you tried that you look back on, I asked Suzanne this question and, uh, she had a pretty great response, but you look back on and you tried and you were like, oh, Gosh, I can't believe I tried that. Or what was I thinking? Or uh, you just <laughs> you tried it and that's because like you said it was the flavor and now you look back and you're like I can't even believe that was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I know, like I I I I tried not to hop onto too many fads. I I did at one point do I think it was the beach body one where you have these little containers and you have you know, this much of this food and that much of that food. And it was pretty funny. That one was that one was weird. I mean, like a lot of people, I think I've, I've swung in both directions, like eating too much, and then also being too restrictive. Like I remember when I was younger, um, when I came back, I did a year away where I lived in the mountains. And then I came back and I remember seeing a number on the scale that I wasn't happy with. And then, you know, cutting what I was eating, exercising twice a day, just to get back to a number that I was happy with. And, and it's sad, like, I don't, I don't feel happy that I did that or proud that I did that. But it is what it is. And I know that that's a lot of people's experience. And so you just learn, move and and move on from it.
0: That's it. It's like anything in life. We're all going to make mistakes in different areas, whether it be uh, personal relationships with fitness, with food, in business, in career. And you just, that's one of the beautiful things in life is you have the opportunity to grow and to evolve from that. And so let's dive into a little bit more about your growth and evolving from that. We started working together in the Canadian women's physicians fitness community about three and a half years ago. So tell me what led you to, to join that program.
1: So I joined the program when I was, when Jack was about four months old, I think. And um, it was something that really helped me when I was stuck in what I called nap prison, because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. You know, he's little, he's napping often. And so I needed something that I could do from home. And when he was six months old, COVID came and f c was a lifeline for me, like there's so many women in the f c that I've never met, and I felt like they were my confidants because like we just we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything and but at least we had each other, and we had the program and um uh, and uh it was just a real healthy outlet for me to stay active and to be stay sane. <laughs> and to have fun and and jack would join me too and it was something we could do together until he you know became a a toddler
0: (laughs) yeah so cool and for anyone listening who doesn't know what fc means fc is the short form what we use for the canadian women's positions fitness community and i've heard that story time and time again and one of the things that i love the most about that came out of the pandemic was live workouts And it was a few members that had prompted me at one of our retreats a few months earlier. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I'd be so shy, I'd be so nervous. And then it was like, well, (laughs) we're all stuck inside. I mean, unless you're going to work, but uh, we're pretty much all stuck inside, so we might as well work out together. And the live workouts started. I remember we had some live workouts that were over 150 members tuning in, 150 physicians across the nation tuning in all to work out together, um, which was which was a pretty cool experience. And so you had said to me when you initially started, you were kind of dabbling in, in 5 and 10-pound weights. Tell us a little bit more about those, those initial phases and in. in trying to incorporate exercise into your routine as a new mom and also to navigating uh, the challenges with the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I, my fitness up to that point had usually consisted of mainly cardio and then a bit of weight training, but the weight training was never really very aggressive. And, um, I had had personal trainers in the past and and done different kind of fitness programs, but the focus was never really weight training as much as it was on um, cardio and honestly weight loss. And so when I joined the FC, it was just wild to me that the goal was always to push your weight and to focus on building strength and building strength as a way to Um, improve your, you know, your health and your fitness, but also by building strength, you burn more energy. And so it was a a bit of a mind shift for me. And I quickly did away with those five and 10 pound weights and my little Zumba shakers. (laughs) Not that Zumba is fun, but those are jacks now. And I, you know, pushed my weight higher than I ever thought possible. Um, Even at that point.
0: Yeah. And by weight, you mean, uh, the dumbbells that you were using in your, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so, uh, about a year ago, just over a year ago, you came to us and you applied to the fit physician program. And so, um, you joined the fitness community, things were going well, starting to reintroduce and, and get into to strength training a little bit more shifting that mindset, use the term aggressively, uh, just for anyone listening, whenever we put together programs, it's not so much about being aggressive, but I know what you meant there. I just just want to clarify that. But um, so you joined the program, you had some good success reintroducing, but then you saw th- there was something that reached out to you about uh, more customization. And there was a point where you were at where you were looking to make change about a year, a year and a bit ago. Tell us where you were at and what kind of led you to, to reach out about the program.
1: Yeah, I feel like I kind of hit a wall. Um... When Jack was finally able to go to daycare and, and things were opening up a little bit more, I was just a little bit lost in terms of how to now incorporate fitness and nutrition into a family life where now my kid eats, you know, I can't just get away with making the fish and the chicken and the vegetables that me and my wife want to eat. Now I have to make food that he's going to eat. And I also have to now squeeze my workouts into whatever tiny corner of my day that I can eke out. So I kind of reached a point where I was almost paralyzed with fear because I didn't know how to make that work in a busy working family life now. I had made it work in a pandemic baby life, but this was just a whole different ballgame. And I had put on some weight at that point and I just really didn't know where to go And that's when the fit physician program started. And again, it was just the right time in the right place and the right fit for me. And so it just worked out awesome.
0: Yeah, so good. What were before we get into starting the program? What what were some of the side effects that you experienced from just, okay, you had this transition, Jackson daycare, not being able to prioritize yourself weights going up, maybe things aren't feeling as good. What, What were some of the things that that you were experiencing day to day?
1: Yeah, I think you probably, you may or may not remember, but my knees were like aching and hurting me. I definitely had more back and neck pain. I think my stress levels were about the same, but they were less well managed. Um, and, uh, I didn't have as healthy of an outlet for managing stress. Um, I, was finding it difficult to do some day-to-day things that I, that just kind of crept up on me and I didn't really realize they were happening. You know, like if I went up the stairs from the basement to the top floor, it was a little bit difficult, which I didn't realize was weird at the time, but in hindsight it was.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And so you joined the program, you said you had a few things, perhaps a book that inspired you and maybe to, um, something to do with the five-day Fit Physician Kickstart. Tell us a little bit about your inspiration um, in in saying, okay, you know what? I need to make change and uh, I'm ready to do this.
1: Yeah. So the Fit Physician program was a huge breakthrough for me because I now had that one-on-one coaching and mentorship and accountability. and, And Suzanne, you know, she did exactly what I wanted to do, which is being a busy physician mom while also still prioritizing her fitness and nutrition. So having her as a mentor in that process was invaluable. Um, It also, you know, it's an investment to join the Fit Physician Program. And that also helped to keep me accountable because at the end of the day, it's like, well, are you going to spend the money and blow your opportunity? Well, you better not. So... (laughs) uh, I also, um, around that same time ish or shortly before I read the menopause manifesto by Dr. Jen Gunter. She's an obstetrician gynecologist who's originally from Canada, but now she lives in the States and she's absolutely wonderful. And it got me thinking about, you know, fitness through your life cycle and, and building strength and bone density as you move through menopause and how, um, you how to shift your thinking around menopause from just this, you know, this illness and, and affectation to an opportunity to, um, build, maintain, and care for yourself through that process. And so it was just really inspiring. And I think a lot about that book now, even when I'm taking care of my patients or when I'm doing my activities. Um, and then in the, um, in the Fit Physician Kickstart, you, one of the workshop ideas that you had was to think about your why. And, and in thinking about that, you know, it really helped me to flesh out, you know, what are the reasons why I work out. And one of the big ones is for my kids, right? It's gonna make me cry. But basically, you know, I had my kids later in life and I, and I feel like I have a responsibility to them to keep myself healthy. And so I actually have in my workout area, I just have the word why, which is like kind of corny. Like I should probably put up a sign next to it that says like live, laugh, love, but like, honestly, focusing on that also really helped kick my butt into gear. And so I, I, yeah, all those things together are what really dragged me out when I don't want to do it. And keep me pushing, even when, you know, everything else is stacked up against you, whether it's stress, work, time, kid making you crazy, you know, partner. <laughs> it's,
0: making you crazy. It's everything.
1: Exactly. Partner yeah. making you crazy.
0: <laughs> totally. And so good. And it, it warms my heart to hear that because, you know, oftentimes as a coach, you put things out there, you don't know how people are going to respond to them. But I truly believe yeah. that that connecting to your why is so so important for just like you said those times those moments where everything is stacked against you and i think for the majority of us um there's a lot of times where we don't want to work out we don't want to be disciplined we don't want to eat whatever it is right but and sometimes you don't have to but In order to achieve results, in order to achieve life changing results, like you have that deep connection to your why is what's going to push you to create that discipline to build that consistency, and to achieve those, those amazing habits and sometimes it's you know, a connection deep inside to yourself. For me, a lot of times what I think of is, you know, when I get to that point where hopefully I reach 70, 80, 90 years old and I look back, like I want to make sure that the things that I'm doing now, that person that I am later on, I'm proud of. And sometimes it's the people as well. Right. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, I don't have any kids, but one of my big whys and why I choose to prioritize exercise and live the life that I do is because I want to set a great example for, um, the people that i work with the physician the women that i work with just like you said suzanne had an amazing impact on yourself and she's had an impact on myself it's been so cool since we started the fit physician program to to have her and to work more closely with her because she is super inspiring so um that's awesome and then so i do want to talk about the weight loss piece and mm-hmm. um one of the things that we, we teach and we preach in the program is that we want to set you up with the skills to build a flexible, sustainable nutrition approach that aligns with your goals, that aligns with your life, the things that you love. We want to do the same thing with exercise. Weight loss will come as a byproduct of that. And for you,
1: it has. We were talking before about, you know, how I kind of had that challenge in my early, my late teens and in my early 20s. And I mean, I, I know I sound like, you know. The poster child for the fit physician program like I'm not a paid spokesperson although sometimes I like I just love it and so I tell everybody but I mean it's been a very manageable and um, sustainable change right like I feel like you know compared to when I was in my late teens and early 20s when I lost a fair bit of weight that was pretty torturous like I I limited myself and I and I suffered, whereas this like has been, I would say I haven't suffered at all. Like there's been days where I'm like, oh, I really would like to eat that cookie or that ice cream. And sometimes I just do, right? Um, or there's been a lot of days where I've said, I, you know, I don't feel like working out, but you get it done. And then especially the next morning, that's when I reap the rewards because I'm so proud of myself for just having gotten it done and not sat there instead and eaten a pile of cookies, you know. So the changes that I made are, like, I met with Suzanne, and we set a protein goal, which I think was the key for me to feel full and not lose a bunch of muscle in the process. Um, And so I actually meal plan every two to four weeks, like I'll plan two or four weeks at a time. And it's a big investment of time for that planning. But at the end of the day, it saves me time by not having to think about it every single day or every week. And it also saves us money because we only shop every two to three weeks. Um, I probably spend like, I spend less than three minutes a day tracking. Like I just punch it into my fitness pal. And then I do my uh, workouts. I do an upper, a lower and a full body and they're between probably 30 and 45 minutes, three times a week, which is, again, like, it's not like I'm a, a bodybuilder here. Like, these are very <laughs> approachable numbers. And, uh, and then I would love to join more um, lives in Pilates, but those kind of wax and wait a little bit, depending on what I've got in the, in the tank.
0: Yeah. So cool. And, uh, what I love, like my life mantra is simple and effective. And what I love is, Mm -hmm. is the simplicity of what you've implemented to ultimately achieve, um, life-changing results and and ones that will last right because again with Mm -hmm. with some of the things that you previously tried maybe eaten out of the containers from whatever that program was to now it's just like no i i I plan my meals and i think that's great everyone not that everyone has to follow that specific approach to two or four weeks at a time because it won't work for some people right and that's what our program is about finding what works for you but you have that plan you set up that plan you do your tracking um because tracking works for you it's not for everyone but it works you. It takes you three mm-hmm. minutes one of the cool things about tracking is the more you do it the more it learns about you and then you collect the data mm-hmm. right and you have the data there and then you can use that to adjust your approach how you go and then one of the things that i've got to see more hands-on is your workouts and just it amazes me um, but it also really excites me in seeing just the impact that three good strength workouts can have on um on your health, on your fitness, on your strength, on your body composition, right? If you're pushing the weights, because I think a lot of people really get stuck in the, just doing the same things over and over again, or like yourself previously, where you just had the five or 10 pound weights and you were just going back and forth. And then two things happen with that. You don't see any real results from it, right? You're happy you're doing the exercise because it's good for you and you know it is, but there's, there's not a lot of change. There's not a lot of Uh, results that help to fuel the motivation and so it can kind of get tired and kind of kind of get stale so that's so awesome and so um you've you've made the changes Uh, two questions for you first question is because i'm sure a lot of our listeners who may be in similar shoes to where you were a year and a bit ago are, are curious how did the weight trend 40 pounds over the course of the year was it direct line down where there bumps in the road and if there were bumps in the road because this is a big one um, what do you do to, to stay motivated and just keep going with the process
1: yeah it definitely wasn't a direct line down initially you lose quite a bit quite quickly relatively easily which is fun and and it helps to really motivate you and inspire you I've definitely had those ups and downs since. You know, you have a summer holiday or you, uh, I mean, we've weathered how many daycare plagues and I hurt my back and I hurt my shoulder. Like, you know, you have these little bumps in the road, but what always gets me back on board is knowing that it works and knowing that I can still achieve that goal, even though Things might have slid in the opposite direction. I've lost a little bit of strength. I've gained a bit of weight. I just know that I can get back to where I want to be because I've done it before and because it's worked and, and because it's actually relatively easy to do to get what, what I want to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things that can make it easy is, or easier, um, because at the end of the day, it it still takes work, but can make it easier is when you don't put too much pressure and when you don't rush the process. And I've seen this time and time again throughout my career as a trainer, as a fitness coach, where people come in with, you know, a specific target that they want to hit with uh, with with an all or nothing approach. And that's where it gets really challenging to stick with it. Whereas for yourself, you've come up with a recipe that works for you that is, that is very manageable and ultimately makes it sustainable too, which is the biggest key. And Suzanne is sustainability, Suzanne, but that's what she's all about, right? And that's what that's what we're all about and giving our members for as long as they're in the program or for whatever they move on to next, just the tools and the knowledge to stick with it. And so I got two questions left for you. The first is what in this past year, what are some of the biggest impacts, the best positives, maybe the things that you are most proud of achieving? Um, like how has, how has this change in your overall health, fitness, weight, how your clothes fit? Um, how has it impacted your life?
1: Yeah, I I think it's the day-to-day things that I'm most proud of and that have helped me the most. Like um, I, I notice it just walking up the stairs. I notice it carrying a case of pop. Like I can toss those things around like they're nothing now. I notice it lifting up my 40-pound kid. You know, all those things are easier than they've ever been and it's just cool and it's fun and it's uh, it's inspiring to keep going and carry on. I also notice um, that if I don't exercise, my stress starts to creep up. But if I do exercise, it helps to keep things at bay. Like I'm a, I'm a, uh, anxious, high stress kind of person. And this is just one tool in my toolbox that I can just complete that cycle and push that stress back down. Um, I pretty much only wear scrubs and sweatpants, but (laughs) my sweatpants fit better and I had to buy smaller scrubs. So (laughs) I, uh, I noticed a change there and, and it feels good. It's, it's a nice, uh, a nice bonus to the whole process. And, and, uh, and as far as the state, I haven't talked to Suzanne about this, but like I had a number in mind when I joined the program, but it was a very arbitrary number. And I'd say it's probably about five pounds lower than what I actually am now. But at the end of the day, you know, this is kind of where I've settled out and and I have more muscle mass than I probably expected to build. And so at the end of the day, you kind of have to just figure out where your body is happy and, and And go with it rather than this number that you, like you said, if you have a very strict number or idea of where you're going, it might be more challenging to achieve and and impossible to maintain.
0: Totally. Totally. And at the end of the day, the number is just a number. And I heard one of our members say like the number represents your gravitational pull to the earth. And another thing I heard, I think it was from Jordan Science said, you know, that that last five pounds is often the, the five pounds of joy, right? The ability to the cookie, have the ice cream, Jack's birthday, whatever it might be. And So what's most important is getting to a place where you feel happy, you feel comfortable, you feel confident in your skin, but you can go and enjoy those things and not have to be perfect with your fitness routine and not have to worry about, you know, I'm going to put this cookie into my tracking or whatever tool you are using to adhere to your nutritional goals. So that's really cool. And what about the example you're, you're setting for Jack?
1: Exactly. Totally. That's the thing. Like I want, you You live and learn. Like my parents did what they thought was best. The adults around me did what they thought was best. But now what I think is best is just modeling, being active and being strong. And that's what I do for him. And, and Kelsey asks him, you know, who's the strongest person in our family? And he goes, mama, you know, and he he loves being tossed around and flipped upside down, and, and I hope that he carries that with him somewhere in his little brain and just remembers to keep that as a part of his life.
0: Totally, he absolutely well. There's no question about it. And so we're going to finish off as we always do with the "because you are worth it" segment. So I'm going to sh- ask you to share a piece of advice. Uh, it could be a piece of advice, or it could be some some advice you maybe gave yourself, where it was a moment either where you had this this change and this shift, and you said, "Mel, because I am worth it." Maybe it was filling out that why, or it could be if there is a physician out there, a fellow woman in medicine who is. Where you were at maybe a year, a year and a bit ago, just feeling like, you know, I'm I'm not where I want to be. I want to make that change. What would you say? What would be your because you are worth it sentiment to that physician? You can go either way.
1: Yeah, I think it's more uh, I think I already kind of addressed the, the reasons why I made the change. I think it's more uh, you know, hopefully inspiring folks to take the plunge and and pursue their fitness journey you know, no one is going to make that time for you is one of the things that I learned. Like I, I've tried to carve out my own time for fitness. And I've talked to my family and been like, we need to, you know, I need this time from Monday, Wednesday and Friday from six till seven. It doesn't work. Only you can make that a priority for yourself. And only you can carve out that time for yourself. And at the end of the day yes you have to look take care of everyone else and taking care of yourself helps you to take care of everyone else but you can also just do it for you too and that's okay you can give yourself permission to do something for yourself and take care of yourself and so i think you know for people who are in the same boat as me you know setting aside that small amount of time isn't selfish it's good for everyone especially yourself it doesn't take a huge investment of time and energy it can be very manageable and sustainable and have such long lasting benefits for really your whole life.
0: So good. So good. Such good advice and uh, such a great. Great episode, and I'm leaving feeling inspired. So I just want to say thank you so much, <laughs> Mel, for uh, for your time today, for sharing your story with us, and I so so look forward to. I want to congratulate you on all the progress you've had, but so look forward to your continued journey, and uh, maybe someday meeting your second little one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She'll be on the she'll be on the workouts for sure.
0: So good. Thanks again. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for listening to the Fit Physician Podcast. We invite you to head over to thefitphysician.com for more free resources and to learn more about how to work with us in becoming your strongest, fittest, most confident self.